What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. Megan. Skylar. What's up? How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Oh, How so, are you? I'm so good. Yeah? It's, Why are you so good? Because I'm here with you. Duh. It's good to be here, actually. Because I know that I won't be here like every podcast at all because of my jobs, right? So it's cool to know that I have been here for the past three podcasts. It's cool to have been able to like film those with you in person. Yeah, I've been really enjoying our time together. I agree. It's been a fun time. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Would you rather be trapped in a romantic comedy with your enemies or would you rather be trapped in a horror movie with your friends? Definitely a horror movie with my friends, hands down. Okay. Why? Because I feel like one, horror movies are superior to romantic comedy in my personal opinion. I agree. But also, I have really awesome friends, yourself included. I agree. Yeah. And I think that we could truly kick some ass. Ooh. Okay. What horror movie then? That's a tough question. It um, is. I'm good at those. If I had to pick, it would be Stay Alive. Oh, that's a good movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. And I think that with our skill set, yours and my other friends, video games, you know, we could really truly just not die. Ooh. And that's the goal in the that horror movie, isn't That is the goal, it? is you to know? not die. That's fair. That's fair. You want to hear a crazy story that happened to me the other day? I would love to. So I'm out and I'm, I'm flying, okay? Yeah. And this... The, like, one thing is you can't smoke on an airplane, right? Yeah, it's, like, highly illegal, you isn't it? You can't. Yeah, oh, yeah, completely illegal. Because here's the thing. If an engine goes out, you can make it. You'll be fine. Contrary to popular belief, you, will probably nine be times fine. out of ten, will probably be fine. If two engines go out, you'll probably be fine. If the hydraulics go out, it'll be a hell of a landing. Super bumpy, but you'll probably be fine. Okay. But if the airplane catches on fire, everybody's going to die. Like, that's just, everybody's going to die. Like, that's that's the end. We're done. We're <laughs> fucked. Right? And so, that being said, this lady is in the lavatory, which, by the way, the bathroom, right? There, there's smoke detectors in the bathroom. Duh, because that's where people go to smoke. Exactly. I mean... So, she pulls out a cigarette, lights it up, starts smoking a cigarette in the bathroom of the airplane. Which I feel like people can probably smell. You can smell it, and also, like... The smoke detector goes off and sends us, the flight attendants, a message. And we're like, oh, fuck. Carol's being a bitch again. So, <laughs> damn Carol. Damn Carol. So we walk up to the to the call attendant panel, right? Or not to the call attendant panel, but to like the, the forward attendant panel. And we look at the thing. And sure enough, the lavatory smoke detector is going off. Now, here's another problem. Eventually, if it gets hot enough or whatever the case is, if she was to have started a fire in the bathroom she's probably not gonna make it anyway because it's a small space but if for example the cigarette would have fallen in the trash and caught like a paper towel on fire mm -hmm. and she hadn't gotten out of the bathroom quick enough she may not have like made it and the reason why is because there's a halon fire extinguisher in the bathroom okay halon fire extinguisher halon is a substance that removes the oxygen from anything that it touches because oxygen is an accelerant for like a fire right yeah so halon removes the oxygen from anything it touches including human lungs so if for some unfortunate way she would have caught something on fire and the halon fire extinguisher would have deployed she probably wouldn't have made it you know what i mean yeah. So everybody's in danger, right? The yeah. plane's in danger. She's in danger for a different reason. Fucking Carol. Fucking Carol, dude. Her name wasn't actually Carol, just to put that out there, guys. But um, yeah, so we tell her, like, ma'am, you cannot smoke in the bathroom. She's like, okay, well, fuck you guys, right? She's, she's kind of an asshole about it. She walks back to her seat. Are you sure After it was Carol, not Karen? Maybe. Maybe <laughs> it was Karen. Maybe it was a Karen. Um, So she walks back to her seat. After we told her she can't smoke, she pulls out her vape. And starts fucking smoking her vape on the plant. So we're like, you dumbass. What do we just fucking say? So we walk up to her and we're like, what do we, like, literally, what do we just say? And she's like, what are you going to do? Arrest me? Guys, don't tempt flight attendants to arrest you. We'll do that shit. Okay. We'll fucking put you in handcuffs. <laughs> is it like a citizen's arrest or is it actually like the police are going to be sitting and waiting when you the, land? The police are going to be sitting and waiting when you land, but we do have the right to restrain you. Interesting. While on board the aircraft. Typically, we're not going to, we're not actually going to restrain you for like smoking on board. We're going to tell you no. And then we're going to take away all your devices to be able to smoke with. And we're going to sit there and we're going to watch you the rest of the flight. But whenever you we land, they, they will arrest you and they will put you on the no fly list. So funny enough, we were going to Vegas. So we ended up landing in Vegas. We get to Vegas. This woman gets up and she, the police meet her, like meet us on the plane. They put her in handcuffs. They walk her out. 
And she goes from being this complete asshole to us on board the flight to as soon as the police come and arrest her, she bawling her eyes. Oh, my sister's dying. And I won't, I was just really stressed. And without missing a beat, the cop goes, Oh, that sucks. Where's your sister living? She's like Minnesota. And he's like, Oh damn, you won't be there to see her when she dies. And then just walked her off the plane. Oh my gosh. I mean, these Vegas cops are wild. Bro. Apparently. Yeah. But yeah, that was my story the other day. Well, okay. If her sister's, she's so upset about her sister dying. Mm. Why the fuck was she going to Vegas? I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, that and like also now she's on the no fly list. So she can't go back even if her sister was dying. Well, sorry, Karen. It's a long drive back to Minnesota. Yeah, Karen. <laughs> Dumbass. All right, Skylar. I have a question for you today. Okay. Okay. That question is, are Krakens real? Ooh. Are you actually asking me? Well, yeah. But also, that's what my topic is today. So okay. thought I'd drop some knowledge bombs on you and see what happens. I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory about this. What's your theory? I will let you tell your story first. Okay. And we'll see if it aligns. Okay. Because if I don't disclose my story now, then when you finish thinking, like, yeah, I knew that was what it was all along. Okay. Well, so to start, uh, the Kraken is a legendary sea monster. It's supposed to be of enormous size, and it's said to appear off the coast of Norway. Um, John Ablett, the senior curator of Mollusca at the <laughs> Natural History of Museum, or the Natural History Museum, said that many cultures around the world have a myth or legend about tentacled beast bothering seamen or generally getting up to no good. So they're in trouble, you know? They're mischievous. <laughs> they're like Kiki. <laughs> like a puppy, yeah. 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 The Kraken is perhaps the largest monster ever imagined by mankind. And in Nordic folklore, it was said to haunt the seas from Norway through Iceland and all the way to Greenland. But in ancient Greece, Aristotle and Pliny, that's a person from back then, wrote about a creature called Tuthos. There's Scylla in the Odyssey and similar myths from the Caribbean, Japan, and New Zealand. The Kraken can be traced back to various ancient Norwegian texts. And in the oldest Nordic accounts of the Kraken, Orvar Otter and his son came into contact with two beasts while crossing deep waters off the coast of Norway. Not much more information. These things are like hundreds of years old. Right. <laughs> but the history of the Kraken does go back to an account written in 1180 by King Sven Veer of Norway. My cousin. Your cousin. Yeah. Your old man. <laughs> I know. Tell me. Is it like your 14th cousin twice removed? <laughs> no, nah, he's my third cousin. <laughs> um, Kraken, which is the subject of sailor superstitions, was first described in the modern age, so way past the 1160 time range. Yeah. At the turn of the 18th century in a journal by Francesco Negri in 1700, this description was followed in 1734 by an account from Dano-Norwegian missionary and explorer Hans Egede. <laughs> that is spelled... These are some names, Megan. I'm going to preface also, I should have started before I said my story. These names... Are foreign. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say all of them. I tried to get myself pronunciations for some of them. That doesn't mean that those pronunciations That's are fair, correct. Yeah. And also, my southern twang might run it anyways. Okay. So fair. It's Hans Egede, E G E D E. Okay. Okay. Uh, he described the kraken in detail and equated it to a half gulfa, which is another creature of medieval lore. Mm -hmm. It looks like a boat with like an iceberg on its back with a mouth and like goldfish fins oh okay still so that... weirdly unproportioned yeah but again it's medieval lore so sure. who knows what it actually looked like if it ever even existed the actual first description of the creature which was not from these people before was is usually credited to a norwegian bishop named pontipidon <laughs> <laughs> and that was in 1753 he was the first to describe the kraken as a large octopus or squid and wrote that it had a reputation for pulling ships down underwater the first description of the kraken was actually the first description of the kraken was actually given by Negri, who we talked about earlier, and his book describes the kraken as a massive fish with 
which was like many horned or many armed. The great man killing octopus entered French fiction when novelist Victor Hugo introduced the octopus of Jernesse lore, which he identified with the Kraken mm. that we all know. This led to Jules Verne's depiction of the Kraken, although Verne did not distinguish between a squid and an octopus. Again, these are all images and journals that you can Google if you're interested in the specific verbiage. Most of them were not in English, so it was really hard to kind of translate and determine what they really meant because the words, this is from the 17, 1800s, you right. know. In 1853, a giant cephalopod, which is like an octopus, mm -hmm. you know, or squid, was found washed up on a Danish beach, Danish beach and was determined to be a giant squid, which in case you didn't know, a giant squid can grow to be 12 to 15 meters long, which is actually 40 to 50 feet. This made the legend of the Kraken seem more like a myth than a fact that they had like originally believed, you know, back then the superstitious sailors were convinced that this creature exists existed but this kind of made them think otherwise that it was probably more like a normal creature that we know and love than some crazy sea monster sure now the largest giant squid recorded ever uh, was 18 meters which is 59 feet almost the length of two school buses because school buses are around like 35 feet long and they tend to live in the deep water about 630 meters below the surface which is roughly about 2000 2000 feet so from here there's really not much more research that was done or things that have been recorded since the 1800s until 2013 oh heavens in 2013, an article was published by NBCNews.com detailing that researchers found a fossil that appears to be the beak of a squid or an octopus. Because, mm -hmm. you know, they have like those hard beaks yeah. that they use to like crack shells and things like that to eat. Also in 2013, it was the first video footage of a giant squid ever captured. Edie Witter said the color was utterly different than any of us expected. The one that had been brought to the surface and that there were pictures of was red and a lot of deep sea squid are red but this was a spectacular silver and gold it just looks like it was carved out of metal it just completely breathtaking and completely unexpected so she's the one who was leading the expedition and they were able to you know capture the first ever recorded footage of a giant squid they had pictures and things like that from other expeditions but this was the first time they ever recorded video of it interesting in 2019, scientists were studying giant squids again, and during their explanation or exploration, the squid actually attacked the camera. Okay. And they almost lost the camera Jeez. during the attack. That's funny. So normally the squids and octopuses are pretty docile. They don't typically mess with the things that are in the area. But for some reason, whatever happened with this specific expedition, they the squid was provoked and it just attacked. Even the squids hate paparazzi. Yeah. It's really hard to determine if there's still even people who are speculating whether krakens and squids are the same thing. Science seems to believe that the kraken, this specific you know depiction that we see in movies or on comic books, those types of things, is probably not a real thing. Especially being that squids are more docile, you know, and don't really aren't really provoked to attack things. Also, considering that squids and the giant squid specifically live so deep down into the water, there's really not much of a chance that it would have even seen a boat from that far up. True. You know? Yeah. But during all of the, you know, 1800s, when there was big sail like sailors and big ships and things more common going around, sailors actually did have some kind of superstitions about when they thought the Kraken might be coming. Science now today seems to believe is just a giant squid. Either way, at the time, I would argue humans didn't have as much overall, overall knowledge, obviously. That's why we're always constantly discovering things nowadays, mm -hmm. you know. But they would say that if a Kraken were coming to about to... Uh, about to attack a ship sailors would say that the signs to foretell that that like coming disaster would be if the fish began surging to the surface and leaping out of the water hmm. some of the reports that i read did say that kraken if they existed would have large schools of fish around them i'm assuming maybe for protection yeah not really sure because i feel like they would eat the fish but either way there was even a, a depiction of a man leaning over the edge of the boat with the net trying to catch those large amounts of fish next to the crack and hopefully not getting whipped off with the tentacles and hmm. eaten um another thing if there were gurgling bubbles or an abundance of jellyfish sometimes that would be considered signs of nearby kraken as well okay so 
Other signs of Kraken were large waves, bad weather, schools of fish fleeing from an area, or all of the above. Even though these signs were said to precede a Kraken, ships would not have had enough time to escape. Maybe nowadays they might have, because now we have like engines and things like that that are fast, but sailboats and pirate ships and those types of things. And it didn't really matter because this is a fish in water or an aquatic creature in water. This is their land. They swim fast, yeah. And they're large, Mm. very, very big. Those are just some, some of the superstitions kind of with... With sailors now sailors are obviously known to be a little superstitious and it's interesting to think that they had these kind of telltale signs to watch out for these kraken sea creature giant squid things <laughs> that were coming after them mm. Now, again, I wasn't able to find anything that shows that there's still like continual research specifically looking for Kraken. Yeah. Um, I'm sure scientists are doing research on giant squids, but really nothing like to note at this point. Yeah. Probably still just taking pictures and videos. You know? It's crazy. But what do you think? Do you think Krakens and giant squids are the same thing? Or do you think that... Huh. Well, we talked about this like a little bit last week, right? Because I, I yeah. was talking about uh, underwater. Like, what the fuck is under the water? Yeah. Um, no, That's I what mean, got me on this topic. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's completely possible, right? Like, at this point, I'm not dis- I'm not discrediting anything that could potentially be under the water. I think that it's completely possible. Because, again, we know nothing about it, right? Kind of the same thing with the Loch Ness Monster. Who Who's to say that that didn't exist? The one question that I have is... Well, I guess I'll start off by saying... There are so many claims about so many people seeing these things. So many people seeing something, right? Same thing with the Loch Ness Monster, same thing with the Kraken. And there are are countless other stories about people seeing sea creatures or massive sea monsters of some sort. I mean, there are so many Mm -hmm. stories. I think it's completely possible. Um, I think people have seen something, right? Something that at least we don't recognize, something that we at least don't hear about, right? And I don't think it's just, I don't know, after hearing about it, I don't think it's just some giant squid. It could be some giant squid. Right up until the point where people are like, oh, okay, now we know about giant squid. And then you stop being as concerned about it because it's just a giant squid. Which is basically what happened when it washed up on that beach in the 1800s. They were convinced that it was this monstrous sea creature out to rape and pillage. (laughs) But... In reality, they <laughs> find this giant squid and they think, oh, that, mu- that seems more realistic. Let's just go with that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like. I think, and also like people just try to write it off as just some, oh, I've debunked it, which I get because it's the alternative is scary as well. Yeah. But my, one of my other things is, is what if it, they were real and perhaps they're extinct now? What sure. made them extinct? Something bigger and better. Something bigger and better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the real issue here. Or maybe they're just incredibly smart and throughout the years just got fucking tired of people like trying to be like, oh my God, you know, some scary sea monster just got tired of people doing whatever and just stopped coming up. I don't know. Well, I can imagine like I when I think of a Kraken, I think of the imagery of, you know, a big pirate ship being pulled down under the water, the whole ship, Mm -hmm. you know, being pulled down under the water and swallowed by the Kraken. Yeah. That cannot be fun to get out of your teeth, right? (laughs) So like, I know, I know that like, octopus-like creatures don't have teeth but i have to use a dolphin as a toothpick right like maybe they just got tired of eating fucking ships you know like literal boats on the water sure and realized well shit i can just eat like a shark you know or something and just moved on with their lives and that's why we don't see them anymore or that's why they don't come up very high into the water because whatever large prey they need to eat to sustain themselves right must also even for giant squids must also be deep enough Mm -hmm. in order for them to obtain that, whether it's sharks or even if it's just larger amounts of fish. I mean, something that's fucking 50 feet long is not just eating like a single tuna. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Well, and a question that I have too, right, is, okay, say that it was real and it just got tired of eating ships. Say that they still, say that it was real and say they do still exist. Where did they go? Right. Because, okay, cool. Right. Like you just stop eating ships, whatever the case is congratulations you've moved on to bigger and better things you eat uh, you you eat healthier now whatever the case is (laughs) good for you it's a keto diet (laughs) it's a keto diet for a fish but but then where do you go because from what we've learned so far and again how small that percentage is anything's possible at this point but i'm curious because from what we've learned so far so far ocean depths are vast vastly different Right. Mm-hmm. To be at the very bottom of the ocean, the pressure and the depths and everything down there are just so much more than they are coming up to where a ship is. And we know that there are certain sea creatures that live at certain depths that can't go deeper, deeper or, or just other depths. Yeah. Right. And also at those very bottom depths, we haven't even been to is human. So we have no idea what's down there. 
We just know that certain sea creatures aren't built to be able to go down that far. So does it work the opposite? Can a creature that's that far down come up further? Well, I feel like that would be similar to like altitude sickness in people. Right. Where, you know, you if you go to an increasingly high altitude too quickly, or even just not even too quickly, but I know, you know, for example, I'm in Texas. So if I went to like Colorado, where the altitude is obviously higher, or parts of, I don't know the specifics, but you mm-hmm. know, then I could potentially be more prone to getting sick or getting sure. altitude sickness because it's not something that I'm used to. Yeah. So I'm curious... I pose that same question. Is that possible for sea creatures as well? Mm. Because if it, if it's not, and again, how would we know? Because we know so little about the ocean. But if it's not, then it's just kind of like, cool. This big creature that was once coming up to the sea was either A, fake, never real. B, was real and is now dead some way, somehow, be it by humans, be it by other sea creatures or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Or C, still alive it just doesn't come up anymore. it just doesn't come up anymore and if that's the case can it go down to the deeper depths and if that's not the case and it can't where is it hide yeah which again we know nothing about the ocean there could be little pocket dimensions in the ocean right in the sense of little caves that we'll never know about little little hidden spots that we'll never know about little whatever right i mean the ocean is a whole separate world on our world which is insane to think about so yeah no i love topics like this it's super interesting because again you just kind of leave with more questions than answers and that's also what's super interesting about it yeah I hope in our lifetime we can get an answer for Kraken or even just the answer of how does it work for sea creatures, mythical or not, to come from the deepest deepest depths of the ocean to higher up, you know, closer right. to the surface. And Absolutely. is that an impact? Maybe that's a quick Google. I'm not sure. But... Maybe. <laughs> but then again, like, I would also just be hesitant on what Google has to say because we know, we know nothing. We know essentially nothing about it. And that's what's crazy is because you can kind of just be left to make your own, you can just kind of be left to make your own judgment on it because we know so little. And that's also what makes it interesting yeah. is because with everything else in the world, we're like, oh, I think X works like, I think something works like this. And it's like, oh, okay, I Googled it and that's not how it works. And we can say that because we know so much about it because we've studied it. People have studied it. But that's not one thing. We have teams with billions of dollars of equipment and research designed to study the ocean we know nothing yeah so it is cool that you can be left to make your own judgments and calls on that that's cool yeah yeah i mean if i was to answer my own question as far as if krakens are real or not um i don't know yeah but i do know that regardless a kraken or giant squid is scary as fuck oh for sure yeah i wouldn't (laughs) want to swim with one no no way (laughs) okay megan skylar are you ready for this i'm so ready okay I will say this is a bit of a long story. Okay. But I enjoy it. That's fine. And I just want to point that out right now. I think you're going to enjoy it as well. I'm here for the long haul, so let's do it. This whole topic is over spontaneous teleportation. Interesting. Like astral projection. Not necessarily. Okay. It's got more of like a true crime twist to it than that. Okay. So it's interesting. All right. So on October 4th, 2016... A 64-year-old man arrived at a South African hospital with stomach issues. He then had surgery on his stomach and his abdomen and was placed into recovery. He had had several stitches and several several incisions in his stomach, and he was unable to move around. So he just kind of sat around, right? So right after his surgery, everything went well. He just kind of sat around and watched TV. Mm -hmm. On the following day, after his surgery, everything had gone well. The nurse had walked into his room just to make sure he was doing okay. Mm -hmm. He was laying in his bed. Said he was doing fine. The nurse turns around. So walks in the doorway, says, sir, are you okay? He says, I'm doing good. She stops. She turns around. She walks to her cart to go grab him fresh linens right outside the door. So the cart that she grabbed his fresh linens from is right outside his door. Okay. She goes to the cart, grabs his fresh linens, turns around, walks into his room, and he's no longer in his bed. Now, keeping in mind, this man has just had... Some pretty severe abdomen surgery, right? Mm -hmm. So he has several incisions on his stomach. He cannot run. He cannot walk very well, let alone run, right? Mm -hmm. So where could he go? Well, this nurse looks at his bathroom door and notices that his bathroom door is closed. So she's like, ah, he's just in the bathroom, right? So she continues to make up his bed. So she continues. She makes his bed, takes the dirty linens off, throws them out, puts the clean linens on his bed, and she's waiting, assuming that he just went to the restroom. So after a couple of minutes has passed and she still hadn't seen him walk out of the bathroom or has he made any noise indicating that he was even in the bathroom at all. She walks over to the door, knocks on the door and says, hey, just want to make sure you're okay. No answer. So she goes, all right, well, I'm going to come in. Upon opening the door, 
she realizes that there is nobody in the bathroom. So she kind of like takes a second and she looks back at the room. She's like, he's not in here. Checks under the bed. Like, no, he's not under the bed. She's looking around, looking around, looking around, nothing. So she walks out of the hallway. She's kind of looking around like, where could he have gone? Well, he would have had to walk right past her. He would have had to walk right past her. And you would have heard, you would have seen as soon as you would have turned around. Because it doesn't take very long to grab linens off of a cart. So you would have seen, because granted he can't walk very fast in general, let alone run, because he just had severe stomach surgery. Yeah. So where could he have gone? So the nurse left the room, told the superiors, told her superiors at the hospital, like, hey, something's going on. The hospital immediately began looking for this man, but they did not call the family or the police, mostly because they assumed they would find him decently soon, given the nature of his condition. Sure. And, and I mean, a hospital is only so big. Right. You know. Where, like, yeah, there's like only a limited number of places for him to hide anyway. So 48 hours after this man had vanished... They 48 would 48 hours? hours after this man had vanished, they would eventually end up calling the family, but only the family and only to ask if this man had by chance just gone home. So you can imagine. If I was his family, I would be pissed. Oh, Even for if sure. he had come home and I knew sure. he was there, I was looking straight at him. I'd be like, excuse me, ma'am. Why the fuck didn't you call me 42 hours 42 ago? 42 hours ago, like, yeah. 48 hours is ridiculous. Ridiculous to wait to tell anybody that anybody's missing in any situation. Yeah, I agree. 110%. Well, and, and as you can imagine, getting a phone call from the hospital saying, Hey, uh, is your husband home? <laughs> the fuck? No. <laughs> like, what no, do you ma'am. mean? He's supposed to be with you. He's supposed to be in his bed. Like, what do you mean? The hospital would ask the, would reach out, ask the family, like, Hey, have you seen this man? I'm now, sorry. I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. Did you say this was in South Africa? This is in South Africa. Okay. The family ultimately would be the ones that reached out to the police. So even after this, the hospital still did not reach the police. What the fuck? Still did not reach out to the police. It was the family that reached out to the police. So the family reaches out to the police. So then the hospital is searching for this man. The police is searching for this man. And the family is searching for this man. And unfortunately, they would all still be unsuccessful at finding this man. 15 days after he goes missing, maintenance would need to go do some repairs up in the ceiling. And so while they were going up into the ceiling, one of the maintenance men was messing around with something and happened to kind of glance up. And when he glanced up, he kind of saw this little figure, this little shadow. So he shined his, he shone his light on it. Shone, shined, how would you? He put his light, he put his light on the figure, right? It was it's him. The man. He was leaning up in a corner and he had been deceased for a good little bit. I can imagine he's recovering from major recovering surgery. From surgery. So the question then would be, how did he get up in the ceiling? Right, because he's had major stomach surgery. He can't climb up in the ceiling. It's not like he could have just ceiling tile over, get on his bed, jumped up, jumped up in the ceiling, closed the ceiling tile, and then continue to move around in the ceiling all while this nurse wouldn't have noticed, let alone in the amount of time it would have needed, which would have had to been pretty quick. He would have had to be, he would have had to be moving. Like it would have had to be pretty fast for this man to be able to pull all that off. And that's with regular health, like normal, that's re- yeah. normal yeah. health. This is man, this man is again, recovering from major abdominal surgery, surgery yeah. like. Yeah. So after finding this man, the hospital had contacted the family and told the family. So of course the family wanted to know a, how he got up in the first place, seeing as there was no way he would have been able to climb that given that he just had surgery. So of course the family wanted an autopsy. Duh. And the family, it goes on to say that the family was shocked at what they learned. And what they learned was that he did not die from complications of the surgery, nor did he die from natural causes. What the fuck? In fact, they said that he was dead before he even got up in the seat. How can they prove that? That's just what the autopsy said. That's what the coroner said. Like, I guess maybe insulation. Given like, he didn't have death, any yeah. insulation in his lungs or something, something like, that. like that. Or a time of death, I guess. Yeah, They didn't really give specifics, but that's just what they said. That he was dead before he got up in the ceiling. So that brings up so many more questions. Well, yeah, because cause the nurse supposedly had talked to him right. seconds before he disappeared. Right. So that's one crazy mystery in and of itself. Yeah. Did he, was he murdered and then just put up in the ceiling at a later date? Did, how, how, how the fuck did he, A, die, B, how the fuck did he get up in the ceiling? Especially given they had major abdominal surgery, right? Sure. Is the autopsy going to tell us how he died? It like, does not say anything further. That was the only that, thing on Just that case. he died prior to being put, prior to being in the ceiling, he was dead. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Prior to being in the ceiling, he was, he was deceased. Wild. 
So yeah, again, one of the major questions is, is how do you get up in the ceiling? But again, how did he die? Did somebody, like I had said a second ago, did somebody kill him and put him on the ceiling? And if that's not the case, if that's not what happened, a question that I have is how did he die from when the nurse goes, oh, you're doing fine? Cool. Let me just walk out and grab some linens. Walks out, grabs linens. In that time frame, he would have had to die and then somehow, some way be put up in the ceiling. Like that whole thing makes zero sense. Agree. On May 10th, 2019 in Durban, South Africa, which is a pretty wealthy part of South Africa. Okay. This is like three years after this. This is several, this is several years later. Another man, this man was a builder. He had been working on a house. When he fell and broke his leg, it was his femur, which is a significant injury. Breaking yes, your femur, you can't fucking walk. In your yeah. body. Mm-hmm. You break your femur, you're not fucking walking. Okay, <laughs> that's 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 the gist of the injury. Significant injury. So he breaks his femur, he gets to the hospital to receive care. Two days later, after he receives care, he gets a visit from his cousin. His cousin would state that when he walked into the hospital room and spoke to him, he was doing well, he was in good spirits, he was about to be transferred to another hospital to get an X-ray of his leg and to speak to an orthopedic surgeon at the new, at the new hospital. Shortly after his cousin left, the hospital staff would walk into his room to oh. get him ready to transfer. And he wasn't in his room. Okay, well, what the fuck? This particular hospital, however, was known very well for its security measures. So unlike the previous hospital, this hospital took immediate action. Okay, so they were two different hospitals. S- two different hospitals. Okay. Yeah. Um, this hospital immediately called the, re- the police and reported him missing and Good. started looking immediately. Good. Well, the police in the hospital looked unsuccessful. The family had obviously was alerted of what was going on. Six days later, several workers at the hospital stated that there was this terrible odor coming from one of the wings of their hospital. So they would track that stench to a janitor's closet. They would open the janitor's closet and see a black liquid dripping from the ceiling. Gross. This liquid would belong to the man who had gone missing six days prior, who was also in the ceiling and he was dead. Were they standing in the ceiling? They were not standing. They were laying down. Okay. They were like, so the way it was described is they were almost leaning on like a wall. Like kind of like half up. They half were kind like... of half up, half okay. down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense for the leg guy. Because he can't for, walk, yeah. you know, so he might have crawled and then sat himself up. Mm-hmm. But like you use your core muscles and your abdomen to move, to walk, to sit, to stand, to crouch, Absolutely. everything. So stomach guy. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? Exactly. So again, we have another case of how the fuck did he get up in the ceiling and how the fuck did he die? However, his family would be a lot more private when it came to releasing details to the media. So they did not release the results of his autopsy or any of the sort, right? So that's all we know about him. Okay. We know that he went missing, was found six days later, dead in the ceiling. But again, he couldn't walk. So there's no way he could have ran away. And he was excited about being transferred to the next hospital. Well, and from the first first guy, it sounds like he was in the ceiling above his room. He was in the ceiling above his room. This yeah. guy is was in, the in a different wing. In a different wing of the hospital. Right. So either he got up and walked to this janitor's closet, climbed himself into the ceiling, and just sat there and died. And just sat there and died. Yeah. Or he climbed himself into the ceiling, crawled from his room to wherever you know he could, and it just happened to be over this janitor's closet, and that's right. where he died. But regardless, homie has a broken femur. Mm-hmm. He's not crawling. He's not crawling. He's, he's not, not crawling. I mean, he's yeah. not doing anything on his own physically. He's not and ex- moving. And especially not, you're at a hospital and you see some man crawling. The staff, some staff, somewhere, somehow is going to notice that yeah. and be like, why are you, Mr. Armstrong, why are you not in your room? Homie's not just crawling through the hallways of the hospital. Patients and staff alike would be right. like, what the fuck is going on? Some say that they really did just run away and somehow, some way, get up in the ceiling. Others say that they were murdered and placed up there somehow. But then there's a new theory. A decent amount of people believe that this is something called spontaneous teleportation, which is essentially somehow the body teleports itself from one location into a different location. And in that process, somehow the body dies. So when it gets there, it's just dead. That's that's what I understood about spontaneous teleportation. So obviously, I went down a rabbit hole of spontaneous teleportation. And I sure. found a couple more stories. Well, is that theory of the body dying just because like the human body can't withstand whatever it takes to spontaneously Perhaps. transport? Or yeah. is it, I guess, or did they get there and then their body just is dead from, you know, obviously these people are recovering from right. major injuries, major medical issues. Do they just die from 
being left in the ceiling for who knows how long before yeah. they get who, found. Yeah, who knows? That's a good point. Starvation, right? Dehydration, all those yeah. things. I mean, obviously not stomach guy because according to his autopsy... It's 15 days, yeah. And they said he was dead before he got in the, yeah. the ceiling, which is completely strange. And granted, it was also 15 days. Six days, you can survive off of six days. Really, it would be tough. It would be, I mean, granted, probably unlikely, but it's also not impossible. Yeah. Well, I mean, without knowing what his autopsy says, like the first guy said that it wasn't complications from surgery. So you can assume that potentially he didn't, he wasn't dead from his like surgery. So he's either died from medication maybe he's allergic to the medication or overdosage from the hospital staff like you know negligence from them or again he was murdered you know something 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 more sinister but like guy you know i guess because we don't know from his autopsy how long he had been dead and if it was prior to being in the ceiling right is it possible that maybe he did die from complications i know with like leg surgeries even abdomen but i know you can like throw embolisms and stuff like that so i'm curious but it's it's also just weird yeah in the ceiling? I mean, I respect the family's decision to not release the autopsy report about their yeah, loved no, one. Yeah, no, yeah, that's not what But it mean. sucks because it leaves people, you know, curious because, for example, other people who need to go to these hospitals, if it is, like, some person, some serial killer who's, like, killing mm-hmm. people and hiding bodies in ceilings, yeah. we don't know. And so now, wow. I mean, in theory, people are at risk. True, yeah. You know? Well, and this is, like, that's the thing, too, right, is we would assume since the man was a the, the man with the abdominal surgery, if he was above his room and was alive, you would think that whenever they said, yo, whatever his name was like, hey, sir, where are you? Where are you? And they go to the hospital calling his name. He would have been like, hey, help me. I'm up here. Yeah. Something. Right. Because he didn't. He could talk. Yeah. You know, and then the same thing with the leg guy. Unless they truly did just some for some reason and somehow get up in the ceiling by themselves. You're searching the whole hospital. It seems as though somebody would be like, damn, do you hear that noise? And then, oh, yeah, that's somebody calling for help from the ceiling. Yeah. In some way, somehow, I feel like if they were alive when they got up there, they would have called for help and been found. Sure. And then also just, yeah, again, right? Like not to beat this topic, not to beat this point in the ground, but the fucking ceiling. That's just so bizarre. Maybe it's because I'm tall as shit, but whenever I'm thinking about hiding or running away, it's typically not in the ceiling. I mean, if you have to, like you have to do what you have to do, but True. I mean, you're recovering from major injuries, major surgeries. If someone's like someone threatening comes into your room, they're going to see you. So how mm-hmm. are you going to get up into the ceiling? I mean, because I obviously don't know how tall the rooms in this hospital are, but it's not a simple feat in most buildings, like public buildings, to be able to reach up and touch the ceiling, even for like you who's six foot five, like you can't just reach up and touch the ceiling. So you might've needed a bed or a chair or a ladder to stand on. But again, these are people who are recovering from such major surgeries that standing up on top of their hospital bed would have been a major feat. I mean, it would have been probably impossible well most beds have springs right so or well i guess not i'm thinking not hospital beds beds, but either way i feel like if you're a nurse and you're going especially for the first man the time doesn't make sense because you're moving slower because you already have surgery let alone this was on the second day so his surgery was fresh my man was on day two of recovering from a pretty heavy surgery you're not moving quick on day two of a pretty serious abdominal surgery. So, and as a nurse, you're trained to listen and watch for things like this. So if you turn around real quick to go grab linens or whatever the case is, I feel like A, you would hear somebody get up and moving around. B, where is he going? Well, not to mention, both of these people are within single days of these procedures that they've had. Right. They're going to be connected to IVs, blood pressure cups, those those stupid band-aids they put around your finger to check your pulse ox you know Mm -hmm. like all of that if you didn't hear them moving around in the bed because they don't have springs maybe hopefully not creaky you know you would have heard the tubes rustling around most definitely you would have heard bandages crinkling or Mm. whatever like it's not it wouldn't have been some silent thing even if they were weeks after surgery still been hooked up to all of these tubes and Specifically IVs, you know. <laughs> yeah. The, what, did they just rip the fucking IV out to climb up? There's blood. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. And I mean, that's just painful. You get yeah. At the very least, you're going to hear, you know, like some grunt, some moan somehow. Yeah. So, but anyway, moving on a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, obviously, this kind of put me down a rabbit hole of cases like this. And there are, there are multiple cases like this. Some of them didn't die. Um, Interesting. Then. Some of them just were never found. For example, there's a story of a man who had gone missing and he walked into a bar. Sounds like a bad joke. Sounds like the beginning of a terrible joke. Yeah. 
so, so this particular bar was in a mall, mm-hmm. right? So it was in a mall. There was only one way in and one way out, okay. which was an escalator, one escalator going up, one escalator going down. That was it. Now, the bar had a little kind of, I guess, pathway, little walkway in front of it where people would kind of hang off to the side, talk, chit chat, have a good time. Right. So it shows this man walking into the bar with some of his friends. They get him on camera because there's a good amount of cameras in this bar. Mm -hmm. Right. So it shows him walking into the bar with his friends. It shows him walk out of the bar and stand off to the side a good little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. He's he's sitting over there chit chatting with some new friends that he met over off to the side. Then it walks back into the bar, comes back out, talks with them, takes out his phone, does something with his phone, comes back inside the bar. He's having a good time inside the bar. There are cameras at the door at the exit of the bar. There are cameras outside in a little walkway area Mm -hmm. and there are cameras going around throughout the mall. And there are obviously at this mall, there are cameras at pretty much every exit of this mall. Okay. In this bar, there are cameras that point towards the hallways of the bathroom are in. Okay. So at a certain point, and it shows this man walk into the bathroom of this bar. And that was the last time he was ever seen by anyone or anything. He walks into the bathroom, doesn't come back out. So obviously his friends had assumed that he had just gone on home without him or whatever. So several days later, they ended up hearing, they ended up not hearing from this man. So they ended up calling the police, file a missing persons report. So once they filed a missing persons report, then they start looking for him and an investigation is launched. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, the last place that he was seen was this bar. So the police, the first thing they do is they go back to the bar. They start looking at all the surveillance footage. And the one thing they notice is that he never left the bathroom. Okay. so then there are all these theories that are start split. They start being spun around by police. Well, maybe he put on a disguise. Maybe the camera glitched out or whatever. There mm-hmm. was no missing time from the camera footage whatsoever. It doesn't appear that he put on a disguise. And apart from that, everybody else that walked in and out of the bathroom was accounted for. Interesting. Essentially, yeah. So essentially meaning when they walked in, they were the same person when they came out, except for him. Never seen or heard from again. So the police are like, okay, maybe we just missed him walking out of the bathroom. Mm -hmm. So then they start checking the surveillance footage of the outside of the bar. Never saw him walk downstairs. They start checking the surveillance footage of the actual mall itself, seeing like, okay, is he going to walk by this camera or that camera? And they spend days and days going through all this surveillance footage just to come up with the same answer that they had already previously had, which is we don't know where this man went. That's so creepy. And to this day, nobody knows what happened to him. There are a ton of people that just say, oh, yeah, he just put on a disguise. He walked out. He disappeared. He didn't want to be found. Right. Something. Something of the sort. Right. In which I feel like that could potentially be a very fair argument to make. But what happened? Yeah. I mean, did they check the ceiling? I don't think. I don't (laughs) think. I think it was like a. I don't think it was a. I don't think it was like a tile ceiling. Oh, okay. Bizarre. In February of 2000, a man was swimming in a Miami pool and dove into the pool. Just normal normal stuff going for a swim on a nice hot day in miami Mm -hmm. going for a swim dove underneath the water and when he surfaced he was in a hot tub eight miles from the pool that he just dove dove into what the fuck so here's what's crazy i wouldn't have necessarily believed this story if whenever i heard this story and watched the videos over this story they didn't interview the people that lived at the house that he was in. So the people that were outside of the house were sitting outside in their lawn chairs and said all of a sudden they heard a splash and when they looked over, this man arose from their hut. So they interviewed the people, not where he was coming from, but the place he showed up at. He showed up at. They interviewed the homeowners at the house. He just randomly showed up Did they mention, like, did did they know him in any way? They did not know him in any way. And they said that they have, even the homeowners say that he literally just appeared and they have no idea where he could have come from. Even the man's family was at the hotel when he went missing, said that they saw him dive underwater and he never came back up until they got a call um, from the police saying that their father and, and husband was taken into custody. That's so bizarre. Like you see your your father go swimming down and he, he dives under the water to just make a lap. Yeah. And then nothing. Yeah. Like, do you jump in the water and search for this person? I mean, it's just, right. it's a pool. It's not that big, you know? Right. And then what do you do? You just stand there in, in awe because Where they the just, like, literally go? just disappeared. Yeah. Did the, anybody mention the time frame of these things? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're at the pool. They probably don't have their yeah. phones or watches or anything. Mm-hmm. They just said okay. he was eight miles away from the pool. So, 
I asked myself, like, is this story fake? The thing is, is the people that have said these stories, his family and the people, the people's house that he showed up at has never made any money from telling these claims. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Right. So anyway, these, these are, were those men murdered in place and then just put up in the ceiling? The stories are fake, right? Up to you to decide. I personally don't think they're fake. I personally think there's some truth behind them because it doesn't seem... You know, typically when people fake things, they want to profit off of it. Nobody's profited off these stories. Sure. And it, if it was like a serial killer killing people and putting them in ceilings, you would think there'd be more than There'd just more. two cases. And, and sure. they were, what, like three years apart? Well, maybe there are. Because you didn't know about this until I just said. And this was several years ago. So I maybe guess that's there are true. That's true. Crazy. Scott, that was a wonderful, wonderful topic. Oh, thank you, Megan. You taught me a lot, I think. You left me with, again, way more questions <laughs> than answers. Way more questions. That seems to be a trend. That is definitely a theme here yeah. on What the French Toast. <laughs> what the French Toast? We got to start using that one. We really do. Instead of what the fuck all the time. What the French Toast? Yeah. Um, so I don't have anything nearly as interesting as spontaneous teleportation, but uh, I do have something kind of funny. Okay. Funny city names. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Different cities across the world mm -hmm. that just have really bizarre names. Mm -hmm. um, the first one being Dinosaur, Colorado. Oh, no. <laughs> There's literally a city Dinosaur, named Colorado. Dinosaur, Colorado. Okay. We have Fart, Virginia. No, you don't. Yeah. There's a city in Virginia named Fart. Why would you do that? Who did, who is responsible for this? I should preface also, I do have some kind of backstory on some of these cities just because I thought that they were pretty funny, but other ones I didn't get a backstory okay. on, you know, um, that's not one of them. Could They're you imagine like going on a date and like the next city and she's like where do you live and you're like fart and she's like i did not and you're like no no no, no. that's <laughs> that's where i live what that's do you mean where i was born and raised yeah yeah bump ass virginia no actual fucking no way let yeah. me see bump ass virginia and Didn't i even... have a backstory that's awesome you can thank the bump ass family whose scion jack bump ass brought this hilarious town name into being and he transformed the side of the northeast corner of Virginia into an oddity traveler's mecca. Bump ass. Yeah. Welcome to bump ass Virginia. That's the worst. Yeah. Um, another thing you can do, there is a book from the Virginia State Tourism Board called Bump Asses for Lovers. <laughs> no, they did not. I swear. If you're going to mark it off of it, you might as well go <laughs> Might as well. Way. Yeah. You ready? No. Intercourse, Pennsylvania. No, they didn't. <laughs> Son of a bitch. God dang it. What do they do there? I don't know. Intercourse, probably. They do. They, they There's STDs in that city? I hope they have STD testing centers. There. That'd be nice. Yeah. Hopefully they're free, too. That would be something. There's a lot going on there. Intercourse. Yep. Fucking Austria. No, they didn't. I swear. How is it spelled? Fucking. Like, fucking. Yes. Fucking Austria. This is Intercourse's more brazen sister, which is 20, 20 miles north of Salzburg in fucking Australia. Austria. There's only a population of like 104 people. Those are the only, those are the 104 people that aren't afraid to send their kids to school with a name like fucking Austria. So those 104 people got really sick and tired of English speaking tourists stealing their signs. Cause you know, it's like, welcome to fucking. <laughs> welcome to fucking Austria. <laughs> So in 2004, they tried to vote to change the name, but it failed. The name, <laughs> it's been named this for like 800 years. And it failed. And so what they did instead, because they were so tired of people stealing their signs, is they got theft resistant signs that are welded to each <laughs> other <laughs> so that people can't steal their welcome awesome. to fucking. Welcome to fucking Austria. <laughs> Once visitors realized that they couldn't easily rip up the, the route marker, they started filming themselves in different positions in front of the signposts. And in 2009, the fuckingers got tired of it and installed CCTV. God dang it. So just be careful. Don't do not do anything you wouldn't want your mama to see. Fucking Austria. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, this is a movie. What this is? Even, I'm telling you right now. This is like now, something that would be on real. Euro Trip or something. Like you know, have you seen that movie? No. Oh, well, it's basically these kids. Like this guy gets broken up with, and he goes. They go to Europe for like their college graduation or summer break or something, and they're just going around different cities in Europe and experiencing <laughs> the European life. You know, as Americans, they go to like Germany and Amsterdam and stuff. And I feel like they should have included fucking Austria. They got. They should have. It was just like. 
early 2000s, you know, those types of movies, <laughs> like Waiters and, you know, just those goofy movies. Yeah. <laughs> Dildo Canada. No fucking way. This can't be... Some of these, Megan, some of these are ridiculous. Some of these lists are from like Thrill- Thrillist. Is that the travel site? Okay. Yeah, Thrillist. So these are like actual places. Um, according to Wikipedia, this town got its name from the phallus shaped pin that you stick in the edge of a rowboat, which acts as like a pivot for your oar. But like, I have to say, sure, Canadians. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, okay. Anus, France. <laughs> They get worse. Somehow they get worse. Batman Turkey. <laughs> that exists. Batman Turkey. Yeah. Um, Blue Ball Ireland. That's a fact, bro. I guarantee you. I know what's going on down there. Yeah. Blue Balls. Blue Balls. Condom France. Heavens. Ding Dong Texas. <laughs> That's the most. That makes sense. This one is not a town, but it's funny. It's called Pussy Creek. <laughs> It's in Ohio, in Harrison Township. <laughs> what are they doing? There's probably a lot of cats there. Okay. <laughs> There's probably a lot of cougars there. Okay, not nearly as lewd as the other ones. Cheese Quake, New Jersey. That's some wholesome content right there. <laughs> Alright, and my last one, Hell, Michigan. I knew about that one. And... Just so you know, you'll find this unincorporated village in South Central Michigan, about 15 miles from Ann Arbor, which is like a really busy college town. The name may come from the German word hell, which means bright, or it could be attributed to the thick clouds of mosquitoes in deep forest (laughs) that was found in the area when Western explorers first arrived. (laughs) But can we please go back to fucking Austria? Fucking Austria, dog. What do you mean? I'm going to go to fucking Austria. This was not an all-inclusive list. There was so many more. I just had to pick some of the ones that I thought were that's the funniest. Awesome. That's that's ridiculous. I love that. Okay, so this next topic may irritate some of you because it irritated me, and I don't even live in Texas. I based this off of Texas, okay? So it's going to irritate me is what you're saying. It's going to irritate you, but it also should just irritate everybody because Texas is a cheap state. So okay. in comparison... <laughs> <laughs> in what comparison. you meant to say is the cost of living is lower in Texas. Yeah, that's compared what I meant to, to other say, places. Compared to other places. Okay. Texas is cheap. What do you mean? <laughs> so in 2002, the average cost of rent for a one-bedroom apartment was $650 a month. Man, I wish. For a two-bedroom, it was $823 a month. For a three-bedroom, it was $1,110. And minimum wage was $5.15 per hour. What year did you say that was? In 2002. We were wee, wee babies back then. We were. Um, in 2002, the average annual salary was $42,900 a year. I'm winning. I'm winning. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and just fast forward to 2022. Average rent in 2022 for a one-bedroom instead of $650 is $1,604 a month. Okay, so like $1,000 more. So $1,000 a month more. For a two-bedroom instead of $823. You're looking at $2,044. Jesus Christ. And for a three-bedroom, instead of $1,100, you are looking at $2,700. Minimum wage, instead of $5.15 per hour, is now $7.25 an hour in Texas. Wow. So it went up $2 an hour for the minimum wage. For 20 years. But the like the cost of rent increased by like over 100% yeah. on each one. And you guys raised rent. Or you guys raised minimum wage by $2 an hour. Yeah. Texas is doing things. Average annual salary is now $53,490 per year as opposed to forty three grand. Okay. That still is not adding up. <laughs> because from 2002 to today, the inflation rate total from 2002 to today is 65.49%. There's been a 65% inflation. From 2002 to today. That's insane. What the fuck? So like the cost of living increased by 65%, but the salaries didn't increase by 65%. Yeah, pretty much. What the fuck? No wonder people are struggling. Yeah, no kidding. 
Uh, groceries in 2002, milk was $2.72 for a gallon. Today, milk is $4.36 for a gallon. We did something like this for my mom's birthday when she turned 50. We just like had this banner that showed like the cost of gas and the cost of milk from when the that, year actually. she was born to the, to the year she turned 50. I've seen the pictures. <laughs> but it that. wasn't as depressing. <laughs> That's fair. A loaf of bread was $1.58. This actually isn't that bad. It's literally the exact opposite. So a loaf, a loaf of bread, white bread. This was white bread. Um, I don't know if wheat's more expensive, but it specified white bread. So it says a loaf of bread in 2002 was $1.58. Now it's $1.85. So like not terrible. Yeah. Um, a block of cheese was $1.32 in 2002. And today it's $5.48. Yeah. But that's like, again, that's half an hour of work for someone who makes minimum wage. True. Like more than half an hour. For, like... a, for, for a block of cheese. Yeah. Yeah, you're not living off of 7.25 an hour. Texas needs to change. Not that at shit. 40 hours a week. That's no, fucking ridiculous. Fuck that. Texas needs to change that shit because I feel like minimum wage everywhere else is about 15. Texas is just fucking stupid with that. Yeah, shit. but like for example, the minimum wage in California, I believe, is 15. As far as when I lived there, it was. Yeah. So it's what it is in Colorado. Like eight years ago. Yeah. And that wouldn't have you wouldn't have survived with 15 an hour there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. Granted, I'll, obviously I'll, the the minimum wage is minimum, but it doesn't the percentage doesn't equal up to what you need to be making to live a minimum lifestyle. You know, like just to even feed your family. Dude, seven twenty five an hour. I can't imagine. You almost can't even afford to go to work. That's what I was saying in episode one when I was like, these yeah. people do not get paid enough. Yeah. To pick up after your asses. <laughs> like, yeah. No kidding. Be nice to your servers. Be nice to the people who are taking care of you because you choose to frequent that establishment right um a 12 pack of coke in 2002 was $3.94 today it is $6.98 double yeah so double love a good coke love a good coke a gallon of gas in 2002 was $1.36 I wish I know that'd be nice today it's $3.54 average Mm. which obviously in places like California it's a good bit more Oregon it's like $5 right now Mm -hmm. I was just in Oregon Commuting is terrible. It's so expensive. Are you ready for this one? Yeah, let's this hear it. Is gonna, this, this is going to mess you up because it pissed me off. I'm already pissed. In 2002, a brand new Chevy Silverado okay. was $10,900 sticker price. That's less than my car was this year. <laughs> yeah, and you drive a Kia Soul. This is a truck. Yeah. That car now, the, the truck now, $10,900 sticker price. In 2002, today they start at thirty six thousand three hundred and forty five. Okay, but they're also significantly nicer nowadays. True. <laughs> but I mean, like my 2022 Kia Soul, which was more than just stock, right? Like it, it, it's not like got all the bells and whistles, but it's got enough, you know, like parking monitoring and back camera and mm-hmm. big screen, that type of thing. Was more than ten thousand dollars. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so you're telling me I could have in 2002, had I been old enough to drive, I could have bought a truck for less than what I paid for my brand new car this year. Yeah, but I mean, granted, yeah, that's fair. Because if you had a job, you wouldn't really... I mean, because 53490 when the average salary is forty two, that's not... I mean, that's definitely doable. So you really could have been living it up in 2002. Hmm. Too bad I was a, a toddler, basically. You should blame your parents. Yeah, you had me too late. Or too early. Or Damn. Too late, I guess, because I was too young. So this begs the question, which we already know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Does the increase in annual wages justify the inflation of products since 2002? No. Duh. It's fucking stupid. It's ridiculously expensive out there. I mean, again, it's no wonder that people are struggling. It is, yeah. In Texas or other states for that fucking matter. In like, Texas, like we said, this is a cheap cost to live. Like, it's a, the cost of living is cheaper here than it is. Like, I live in Nevada, and it's a lot cheaper here than it is there. And it probably is also because I live in Las Vegas, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I can understand why people are struggling with that much of an increase, but not enough of an increase in what they're making, mm-hmm. you know, to support themselves and their families. Like That's ridiculous. For all those of you listening to this, you should go ahead and just smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, so we don't have to live like that. That's YouTube. For those of you listening to this, I'm just going to you to give us a follow, increase those views so we don't have to live like that. So anyway, yeah, that was my topic. I just, it, it, it frustrates me because it's true. Like, I mean, that's just ridiculous. Like we knew there was inflation, but I didn't, 
I didn't really pay attention to it. Yeah, it's easy whenever, yeah, it's hard to think about it whenever, you know, this time last year, a cheeseburger was only a couple dollars less or Mm -hmm. a little bit less than what we are paying now. But looking at like the people who are older, you know, our parents, that type of thing, who were raising us in 2002 and now, you know, we're adults, but they were, I mean, I can't imagine how difficult it would have been for them back then just with the average, you know, costs or mm. average minimum wage being like $5 and some change. Yeah. I read and then a... thinking, oh, it's going to get better. I'm going to make more. And then ironically, that's not what happens at all. It's just like, okay, things are going to get more expensive, but we're not going to pay you anymore. Right. Yeah. While well, I was reading this, um, it says that back in 2002, a family of six could buy groceries for the month off of $1,200. A family of six, their groceries were like $1,200 a month. $1,200 is insane. Yeah. I mean, I know that's six people, and so six you've got to feed them all, but that's still a lot of money in general. Dude, my my cousin, him and his wife spend $1,300 a month just on food, and it's just them. Well, it's like no wonder people are just going to eat the white bread, right? Like, right. Well, the, the, fuck they, the healthy shit. Like, we're talking like the low, the low stuff, the frozen meatballs and shit, is right. because that's the only thing people can afford. Granted, like for them, they're I mean they're extremely fit people, so they do eat like really healthy and protein and stuff. But still, like thirteen hundred dollars a month for two people versus back in two thousand two, six people could have eat, eat like, six people could eat for a hundred dollars a month less. Six people versus two. Yeah. And it is ridiculous because, like, I'm also one of those people who like to eat healthy, right? Like, things of that nature. And it's so hard to do. Yeah. I mean, think about it this way. I can go to Chick-fil-A and I can get a spicy chicken sandwich, a large fry, and a large drink for, like, nine bucks. Yeah. And that's today. Like, I went today. Right. <laughs> the only thing I spend money on is Chick-fil-A and nicotine. And that's it. Okay. That's what you got to um, do. But when I get a salad from Chick-fil-A, it's, like, $13. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's like even comparing where's the healthiest place that people could eat. Well, one of them is like Chipotle, right? Okay, cool. Well, yeah. Like I haven't been to, was it Jack in the Box in a long time? Yeah, but we like, went a couple months ago. Yeah. So say, so a couple months ago, whenever we went to Jack in the Box, it was a sandwich for like eight bucks. Yeah. It was like literally like eight something. It was like $9 and everything after tax. It was like a sandwich, a drink and fries. And I was like, what the fuck? Because you go to, you go get a bowl, right? At uh, Chipotle, and that shit's fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Right, that's without the drink. Yeah, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and they make they charge you extra for guac. Yeah, I'm getting to a point in my life where I gotta I gotta budget. If I don't budget, I can't afford guac. Yeah, and guac is important. It's really important. It's healthy. It's good. It's what makes my life go okay. Yeah, Chipotle guacamole is the best. Dude, honestly, it's really good. I'm hungry now. Me too. You want to go eat? Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Making anything to add. Eat your veggies, kids. My friends, that has been the episode. We appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. We're also on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. And you can email us your stories, topics, or opinions at WTFTPod at gmail.com. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this has been What the French Toast. Toast.